Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Soul Led. Today, it will just be you and me. Hope that's okay with you. I was scheduled to make some episodes about different topics that have been shared in our membership and well, our free little community, Soul Collective. And I looked at the list and I was like, nope, not going to talk about those things. Uh, not because I don't want to. There was things like fun things like mediumship and past loved ones and that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to talk about what's coming up for me right now because I'm in the middle of a pretty like important time, I think in my life, I'm sure I'll look back and be like, oh man, that was a time. And I'm a big believer that spirituality is not found on top of a mountain with a guru. It could be for sure. But I think that after we acquire that information and that knowledge, right, all the things that we're learning, you know, those, those uh, retreats we take and the classes we take and everything, all that knowledge, all that wisdom that we take in, ultimately doesn't really mean anything unless we're grounding it into our day-to-day lives. You know, I think that spirituality is found in doing the dishes and when you're doing something you don't want to do or when you're dealing with a shitty boss or when you are not sure what to do with your relationship, to me that that is like where we find it, where we see it where we grow. And um, I'm in the middle of that. So I want to kind of go through a little bit about what am I experiencing, how I am moving through it with the things that I have learned, right? With like that wisdom and that knowledge that I have carried from sitting in meditation with my spirit guides, (laughs) from, you know, all the, like, what's the point of being able to do that if I feel like a crazy human, right? (laughs) So really bringing that human experience with our spiritual experience is very important because what's the point? That's what we really mean about like embodying the wisdom that you have acquired. How many of you are like, oh my gosh, I have acquired so much and (laughs) I'm ready to put it into play. Some of you might be like at the beginning and just starting to like acquire that knowledge, which is awesome. But also, you know, making sure that what we're taking in, that we're able to put it into play. So I am recording this on July 19th, actually a couple days before my birthday. My birthday is the 21st. I'm turning 39. Can't believe it. It's going to be my last year in my thirties. And uh, we are moving from Miami, Florida to Asheville, North Carolina. And it's been nuts guys. (laughs) You know, moving myself when I was single was totally just, it's like I could think about it and the next week I can make it happen. (laughs) And now you know, we've been working towards this move. Well, we've been dreaming it up for like five years. And then we've been working on the move for about an entire year because last July we were visiting because we would usually go in the summer and we were visiting for my birthday. And that's when my husband and I were like, it's time. Like we're going to make the move because we originally thought that we were going to buy land over there and maybe like have a summer home and, you know, go back and forth. But who the hell do we think we are? (laughs) Not that that's like not possible, but it's just like such a big undertaking, you know, um, having land and 
being so far from it is just not something that we real like just it was just something we realized that like we didn't want to do. We wanted to be there with the land. But with that move, you know, has brought up so many things. You know, I'm from Miami. My parents brought us here actually. I was born in New Jersey, Long Branch, New Jersey. Holla at my friends from New Jersey. And moved here in 1990 because my Cuban parents were over like the weather. You know, they were like, okay, we've done all the things. My dad studied medicine and, you know, they finally got like their first paycheck. And as soon as they started making money, they were like, okay, it's time to go. So we moved here, but my parents moved from Cuba to New Jersey. And that's like where they got started. And then from New Jersey to Miami And Miami really was this place for them that was about coming back to their culture because while they lived in like very Cuban areas in New Jersey, they still had to like assimilate, you know, and Miami, you really don't have to assimilate. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know, but if you come from a Spanish speaking country, you can totally come here and like not have to speak Spanish. Like you will get by just fine, which is beautiful in a way. Like I know it could be annoying, especially for people who like come here, don't speak Spanish and are trying to get like a job. They'll be like, oh, you don't speak Spanish? No, forget it. So it's an interesting place, but it was beautiful because I grew up all around our culture. Um, My mom, you know, was so traumatizing for her to like have to leave her country. And she didn't really have to once she got here because her kids grew up with like other Cuban families and like her children got to date other Cuban kids, you know? So she felt, you know, all her food and all the, all her, you know, all her customs and all that were here. And she loves it here, you know? And this was just like such a beautiful place for her. I've received so much from Miami. I, you know, once I started blogging, in the beginning of my career, like I was so supported by this city. And uh, I was an editor for many years and I was very much like on the scene and just so supported. I, all my friends are here. Like Miami kids don't really leave. Like we stay here. I don't know if you grew up in a community like that. And we all like put our kids in the same schools. and <laughs> We just kind of rinse and repeat what our parents do. Like that's, that's kind of just the life over here. We definitely try to up our parents, you know, like everybody's trying to be better then, but um, for the most part, we're just kind of living very similar lives. And that definitely was getting old for me, as you can imagine. And um, even just spiritually, like I had reached my peak, you know, like um, I had evolved and expressed my truth as much as possible here. And I've reached this place where like that expression of truth cannot be expressed any further. Like this is as much as I can go, if that makes any sense. And I need almost to be freed, <laughs> you know, to be able to, to become more of myself, which I'm still discovering. And I know a little bit about this because I moved after college, I moved to LA and I worked in the film industry and I really had moved there because I was like dating this guy forever for eight years. I was engaged I broke off the wedding a few months before. And then after that, I was like, all right, I'm out. And I moved out of Miami for the first time, away from my friends, away from my family, all that stuff. And I don't know how much like of a box I guess I was in because of just, you know, just knowing everything around me, like everybody knowing me and, you know, a lot of people kind of telling you who you are, even though you don't know that they're telling you who you are, but you know, there's these expectations. I don't know. It was just, I remember going to LA and being like, where are all the people that are going to tell me how to think and tell me what to do? I remember that so clearly the first week. Um, so I, I know that feeling and it's almost like I need that 
you know, 2.0 version of that again right now, which is what I'm experiencing, but this time with my children and with my husband and all that. So, so much root chakra stuff going on for me lately. You know, my parents have not taken the move well. I'm the last sibling living here next to them. I can like walk to my parents' house. I live very close to them. (laughs) My dad has been supportive, which he has always been supportive of me. My mother is, we have an interesting relationship who else has an interesting relationship? I am currently reading, thanks to Zena, one of our soul mentors, I am currently reading Discovering the Inner Mother. It's all about the inner mother wound. Bethany Frankel, actually we had her on the podcast when it was branded as the final swipe. So I am a, I did know her work, but I hadn't read her book and I'm reading it now. So to support all this stuff that's happening as I move. And, you know, it's just, it's a big time for me. So we're two weeks out. We are scheduled. No, I'm lying. We are not two weeks out. We are one week out. We are scheduled to leave next Wednesday. So like about 10 days to get in that U-Haul and head on over. We bought land. So we bought land in March. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about that story because I think it'll tell you a story about what intuition is, what it isn't, what fear is, what it isn't. And uh, that's really like, kind of the conversation I want to have today and use my story of getting there as an example of what that concept looks like in real life. So like I mentioned earlier, the initial hit was, you know, five years ago, we went there, we were like, we need to be here. Like we need to figure this out. Kind of let it go, you know, because it wasn't the time we could not afford nor take care of a second place. So we let it go. And then last year in July, you know, was really when it was like feeling like it was time again, we did not have a plan. We didn't have money to fund this idea or anything like that, but we just knew that it was time. And that right there is intuition, right? Like I, both my husband and I, we did not know how it was going to work. And, you know, if you've ever sold a house and tried to get somewhere else, and even like the amount of land that we wanted was such a bigger purchase than like even what we have here. So even if we were going to like sell our home and, you know, get over there, it's like, we just didn't know how any of that was going to happen. We just knew that we were being called to be there. The other interesting thing about this was like, even though I was being called to be there, the feeling wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I love everything about this place, which is usually what people think about. Like when we have intuitive hits, we're always looking for like the super, super high. And while there are some intuitive hits that are definitely like highs and just like very energetic, you know, vibrations, not all intuition like that is like that. Some intuitions, like I just, I know I'm supposed to be here. And and it's almost like a somber type feeling. And that's really what the feeling was for me because I knew there was so much I was going to have to leave behind. And in a way, like I was saying yes to something, but I was saying goodbye and no to so many other things that had created who I was. So it wasn't a super exciting, like, yes, you know, for me, it was just a knowing that I had to be there. Also, the other thing about intuition, as you can see, is that you know, we don't always see the whole like thing in front of us. Like I had no idea like why I was being called there. I didn't know how I was like, you know, what schools and 
are the kids going to go to and like what neighborhood and you know what, I didn't know any of that stuff. I just knew that this land was calling me and that there was like a change in my life that was happening. That was calling me my husband, the same thing. So, you know, we go out in March from July to March, there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of like, um, cold feet. And there was, you know, I, I like, you know, ask the soul mentors, like I would ask them for readings and be like, what do you think? Like, am I supposed to go? Am I not supposed to go? Like, so I went through that stage of doubting that initial hit or like, you know, having, I, I wouldn't even say it was doubt, but it was almost like having a hard time to come to like terms with it. You know what I mean? So that's normal if that happens, you know, so it's from July of 2020 all the way to March of 2021. Like there was a lot in there that was like, how's this going to work? Like this is never going to work or, you know, all of this. And we actually went through a big healing during that time too, because my husband got sick and, you know, we went through a lot during that time. So even like this hit that I got in July, there was many times that it looked like it just was not in the cards. Like it wasn't going to happen to be completely honest with you. I wasn't even sure I was still going to be with my husband. Like that's how crazy that time was for me. So it was a lot like of this healing and transformation, but it was so interesting. It's like that had to happen in order for us to even be able to get there. So in a weird way, like when we said like, yes, in July, it's actually like what initiated, what activated all the healing from July to March, which made it possible for us to even go in March and like start, you know, shopping around. So there was this big, like, so it's so funny, like just saying yes to this thing in July, like it just started so much. And I'm sure you guys have experienced that before. So it's like, I don't know where it's going to take me. It's this weird, you know, unknown thing, but going into the unknown, like it's this, you know, this initiation is the activation into the next, you know, chapter, this next journey. So it started all the way from like, just saying yes, even though we had no idea like what we were saying yes to. So went through all that healing, you know, really healed so much within our relationship, within our family. And we were ready to go in March. So Benny and I went in March, just the two of us, which was really nice. I want to say it might've even been like, I think it was like the very end of February and then early March. Cause it was, it was definitely like dark and wintry, which I guess that makes sense because Miami March is like already summer. (laughs) So, but anyways, we get there and we had like, you know, done all the things we were on Zillow, like looking at all these properties by like divine orchestration. I happened to like mention this idea to a friend of mine who is a mom in one of our kids class, Ellie, actually, you've probably seen me talk about her or she's been on Instagram with me because she's in the soul collective community. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, do you know that like so-and-so, this friend of ours, Natalie lives there and she um, is a realtor and she lives like in this area that you're going to. And I was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I'm pretty sure Natalie knows. Natalie's older than I am. And so is Ali, but my husband, she's they're all like contemporaries with my husband. And she's like, I'm pretty sure she knows, you know, Benny. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll reach out to her. So I reach out to this woman who I don't know, Natalie, but she was from Miami. She went to like the same schools that we went to and she moved to this area about like over, you know, 12 years ago or something. And sure enough, she dated Benny's brother in like middle school. <laughs> so it was like a weird, really weird connection. I hope I'm not embarrassing anybody guys. So um, I, you know, we connect with her. At first she was probably like, these people are crazy. They're not going to buy anything. But then once her and Benny started connecting, she was like, okay, maybe these people are serious. So she, you know, set up some like 
places for us to go look at and all that while we were uh, like getting ready to go to North Carolina. So we get there, we have like our places from Zillow that we, you know, we were finding and then all of hers. And of course, and you know, funny thing, guys, I don't know if this happened to you, but like, we were thinking like, oh, we don't need a realtor. Like we'll use Zillow. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> all of the Zillow things that we were looking at was like really crappy. She was so much better and like knew exactly what she was doing. So it was like, we were driving all sorts of weird places and it was just so helpful, especially when you're going to an area that you don't know, like a realtor is definitely like the way to go. So just my realtor plug there. So anyways, we, and also like our price, like we thought we were going to spend like a very small amount of money, money that we did kind of had, I guess, but like not really had. So we were just like, okay, this is, you know, this is what we feel comfortable spending. And of course, you know, she had found some other places that were really nice, but more expensive. And we loved them, but we were also like, we don't know how this is going to work. So a lot of the whole time was like, we knew we were being called. We knew that like, there was already so much divine intervention that was happening, even just this Natalie story, you know, that we knew we were supported, right? And that's like something to look at. Like when you're getting that intuitive hit and you see that like you're being supported along that journey that, you know, little by little, like you're being helped and, you know, and there's this support that should give you more faith. Like I used all of that to be like, okay, like it kind of felt like I was on this road and every once in a while I would stop at like a gas station and I would see like an angel, you know, or something that I knew. And that made me feel like, even though I don't know where this road is taking me, I am constantly being reminded, not even that there's signs, like it wasn't like, oh, I saw a feather or I saw a bird. They're not really signs. It was just that there was a lot of divine, inter you know, like these orchestrations that like, I could not have, like, why did I happen to mention to that girlfriend of ours? She's not even a close friend of mine. And we were just in the beginning stages. And then she happens to mention this other friend who's a realtor, you know, like those little weird coincidences, like you have to take them as a sign and you have to take them as a sign that like you are protected and that the, like the divinity that's around you, like all the divine guidance that's with you wants you to walk this path. So every time I would see that happen along the path, I felt very protected and I felt like, okay, this is like the right thing, even though I was scared, you know, I was really, really scared. So, you know, we get there, we, she shows us some places and it was very exhausting. Like Benny and I drove like eight hours for every day for three days. It was super exhausting. Like we hadn't found anything, but we also went there knowing like again, because there was so much divine orchestration that had happened, we went there being like, there is a land for us. Like it's been calling us. So we trust that, you know, like, so we just went saying like, you know, this is exhausting and we never got disappointed or we never got like down or anything in those three days of driving for eight hours. We just knew that the land had called us and our job was like, just to go and make it be known that we were looking for it. That's kind of similar to dating too, you know, like Benny and I talked about that a lot when we were looking around because, you know, dating's the same idea. It's like, you know, there's this concept, this feeling that like there's somebody out there for me or, or that job or something like wherever you're like being called to, but you have no idea how you're going to find it. Like, it's actually like your job kind of in a way to find it. You have to go in there knowing that like it is calling you. And that's really like the, the energy we were existing in. And we were doing that so that we could match with like the energy of the land that was calling us. We knew that the land 
was just as much as a, a soul and energy as like we were, you know? So, and it was, it was talking to us. So we were just like, we're going to, you know, we're just going to keep looking and we'll, we're going to find it. So finally on the third day, of course, <laughs> which was the day with our realtor, we, it was like the last place we went to and definitely again, out of our price point. And, you know, we got there and we just knew like we, well, it's funny. Cause I had asked for a sign like a couple weeks ago. I was like, listen, I was, I was doing a healing and I was like talking to my guides and I was like, okay, like we're, we're going to go over there in a couple of weeks. Like, give me, you know, please give me a sign. So I know like that the land is like our land. And one of the signs like that I was seeing was like, you'll see the white wolf. And I was like, oh my gosh, come on guys. Like we're white, what white wolf? And like, am I going to see, you know? So anyways, we're like walking the property that Benny and I are like pretty much in love with. It's 24 acres. And as we're like walking this dog that looks like a white wolf, like just, I don't know what breed it was, but it decided to guide us the entire time. It walked the entire property with us. And I, you know, what's funny is that I've been to the property many times since that first time. I've never seen this dog again. I'm like, I'm not even sure if the dog really lives in the neighborhood. <laughs> so anyways, it was like our white wolf, you know, and it like guided us throughout, which is really the hit that I had received. It was like the white wolf will guide you. <laughs> so anyways, we, you know, we saw that land, we fell in love, you know, we were just like, yes, we talked to the land. We asked for permission. We, you know, felt into it and we just knew that like this was the land. And when our realtor called the realtor, like right when we were there, the realtor who was representing the land, he was like, oh, they're like, uh, they're, they're under contract. Like they're, they're just, they just accepted a contract like today. And we were like, no, that can't happen. So Benny, my husband is a very big, he's a huge manifester, but he manifests in a very interesting way. Like he feels like you got to like kind of put yourself into the energy to make it happen. <laughs> so like, he feels like you have to act as if, and I've, I've heard that a lot and I never really like really understood it until I see Benny act as if. So the next morning he's like, we got to go back to the property. I said, we got to go back. Like we the land wants us there. Like there's something for us. Like, let's, you know, let's call the real, let's offer more money. Like, let's see what we can do. So we go back to the land. We trespass <laughs> because it was, you know, there was no realtor with us. Like there was, you know, nothing. We trespassed, we crossed the land and we're just like looking around and all of a sudden this gentleman like starts being like, hello, like calling at us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to get in trouble. And sure enough, it was the owner of the property and he had come to visit, like to do something. And he sees, you know, my husband <laughs> walking on the land, you know, long story short, he started talking to my husband and they just like, fell in love. They just like had this, you know, bromance together. He was like an older man and told us the whole story that it was this like family property and, you know, they weren't allowed to touch it. And, you know, it had been in their family for many years and, you know, it was time for them. And he just fell in love with my husband and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to accept that other contract. Like I'm going to accept, like, if you guys put in the offer for the full price, like I will accept your, your offer. And so, you know, crazy. Right. And like, so that again was another, okay, like this is meant to be, you're supposed to be here. So, and then, you know, the funny part is, is that we left that night, you know, we put in the offer, the offer was accepted, super exciting. We fl were flying back to Miami and we both look at each other and we're like, so with what money are we buying this thing? <laughs> you know, we did not have the money to buy this property but we just didn't let that stop us, which typically like money is one of the things that really brings me back, back into reality. It's not 
you know, I don't think it's like good or bad, but it is one of the things that like will stop my dreams. You know, it'll stop. I don't know if that happens to you guys, but like money is sometimes something that I'm like, that I'll use as an excuse. I'll be like, oh no, I can't do it. Cause like it costs this and I don't have that or, you know, whatever. But thankfully Benny is not like that. Um, so I'm grateful for like, he's more expansive when it comes to like, you know, making investments and he's, he's a little, so that was like, if it were just me, definitely this would not be happening. So we get back home and we just, we have to try a bunch of different things. And one of the things that we, that was suggested to us by somebody that we called, like we were trying to get private loans and we were trying all sorts of things. And uh, we, you know, came across this broker who was like, you can refinance. He's like, refinance your house, like take the money out of your house. And I was like, what the shit? This is what rich people do. <laughs> like every time I would see people get like a second home or, or even remodel their house. I'm like, man, where do people get that money? Like, how do you get like a hundred grand and just, you know, fix these things up or buy a new property. And then I realized that this is what you do. You guys, now, you know, that if you have a property, which we own our house, um, we haven't owned it too long, but because the value has gone up so much over the last few years, there was equity in the home. So we could refinance the house, which we needed to do because we had like signed at a high rate and the refinance actually was going to allow us to take out the money that we needed to buy the land. So I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is how, this is how you do it guys. Like this is how you go into like bigger and better stuff. We both own our own businesses, so it's not easy for us to get a loan, to get a mortgage, none of that. It's the biggest mission and I hate the process, but we, you know, went through the very awful thing. We had to like delay our closing. I kept thinking like, it was like to the wire. I was like, we're going to lose this property because like, you know, it was just taking long and you know, all this stuff. But again, it kept reminding myself like, no, Nikki, like up to now, everything has been like so perfectly orchestrated that you're, you know, meant to get this property. Like it's going to happen, even though it didn't look like it was going to happen. And that's another thing to think about when it comes to intuition, guys, like there are going to be times when that hit that you got, um, looks like it's not going to happen. Right. Because, you know, we can't, there's so much ha you know, the universe is create is, is moving so many things around for these things to happen. So, and we can't, from our human vantage point, like we just can't see it all. So there was many times in this process, I believe. So we put the offer in March and we closed in May. So it was like two months of <laughs> agony. And, you know, there were many days that I was like, this is not going to happen. And what I had to do was remind myself, like up to now, everything has happened. We are being called to this area. You know, if this is meant to be, like this is going to happen and I'm just going to show up every day. You know, I'm going to show up every day. I'm going to do what like the stupid mortgage people are asking me to do. And, you know, Benny is going to do what he needs to do. And we're just going to show up every single day. And that was really what the process was for us. And there were days that like, you know, we didn't think it was going to work out. We, there was a lot of healing that happened there too, because, you know, money like was the last time I got a mortgage I wasn't really making a lot of money in my business. I had to ask my dad to co-sign. I felt very inadequate when it came to money. Like my credit wasn't good, like all these things. So of course, all of that was coming up through this process. Even though I was in a very different stage, my business was doing very well. I was so proud to show everything that like my business had provided for me and for us, all this stuff. And it was a very different process, 
but it was also very triggering for me, you know? So there was so much healing in that process for me. Like now when I need to do something with money in like very big ways, I'm not gonna be as nervous, you know? Because I, I like really healed so much money wound in that process. And that's why this is a journey, you know, like even like just, again, we're not even there at the land yet, but I have expanded so much and I have healed so much. And even if I would have never moved to that land, like I had already been through so many things just by saying yes to the land in July, you know? So went through that whole process. Again, that process needed to happen for me to like up level and upgrade into these other, you know, places that I'm moving into, even though it was scary. So we finally get the land so excited. Like we literally own it, which was in cash. Cause we were able to like take all the money from the refinance and just, and plus like money that we had in savings. And we paid this land like outright, which was so exciting for us. Uh, it was like just such a big accomplishment and it just felt really good for us doing that. So then we're like, okay, next, <laughs> next journey is we had to sell our house. So like this house needed to, our, our Miami house needed to sell at a certain price. Uh, not, you know, there was just like a price we were trying to hit so that we could start the process of building a home over there and really just like not financing too much. So there was like a goal that we were trying to hit and uh, you know, the market's crazy. This house is a bigger price point. Like it's, it's not like that starter level house. It was like, it definitely like your second, you know, your second home, which this is our second home. So it was going to take a little bit longer. We were off, you know, we're asking for like, you know, a decent amount of money. And again, we put it up for sale and like nothing. <laughs> it was like freaking crickets. We put it up for sale during Merc- Mercury retrograde, which I knew was like not the best idea. And man, total mercury retrograde things were happening. And I just kept waiting for like the date. I was like, okay, it's going to be done here. Like, this is the date when it's going to be done and like things will clear up for us. And that's definitely how it happened. So we had like offers come in, but you know, they weren't good. And you know, people that were like, you know, not serious and all this stuff, you know, before, and it was very like annoying because you have to show your house a bunch and you have to get out of your house and all this. Um, and I was very spoiled because our last house, which was a starter home sold in 24 hours cash. It was like the easiest process. And that was our first, my first experience selling a house. So I, you know, came in here like a spoiled brat thinking like that was going to happen for this house. And it wasn't because it was a much higher price point. So, you know, when you're asking for more money, like there's going to be more questions and more of a process. So I, went into this mode that a lot of us go into when we're, when we get that intuitive hit, when we know something is for us. And I went into this very, like, I wanted to like do the realtor's job. Like I was getting mad at him. I was like, he's not doing enough. Like I wanted to do, like, I literally, I wanted to like knock on people's doors and like put out signs. Like you should have asked my husband. I was like, my husband was trying to keep me away from the realtor because the realtor was his, is his friend. And he was like trying to keep me away from this realtor because I went into that place of like really wanting to do like that masculine push. And it was, there was just, it wasn't time for that. You know, it was really a time of trusting a time of patience, a time of like, this is going to happen in divine timing, like wait for the right buyer, you know, but how many times has that happened to us, right? Like where we get, we know that this thing is going to happen. We can feel it, but we can't handle like sitting and waiting. So what we want to do is we want to like push the wheel manually. And that's really what I was trying to do. I mean, for like, I was going nuts, you guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, this needs to happen because I was so close at this point. And also the other thing was that like, 
after the selling of the house, there were so many other steps for me. Like I had to find a home to rent because we're going to build a home. So we need to rent a home. I needed to get the kids in school. Like I needed to know like my business, you know, like I can't, I need to know like, you know, where, where, like, where's my office, all these things. So the home was kind of holding up a lot of that stuff. And I just could not handle not controlling. I wanted to control the situation, which so many of us do, but it was not time to control or push or any of that. It was really like time to trust this man who does this for a living, this realtor who had like been doing this for a living, knows the area, like is successful. Like I was not supposed to be, I I wanted to write the guy's emails. You guys, you know how like realtors send out like those, um, like email, like newsletters. Like I was like, I wanted to write the description. I wanted to write the, you know, I was like, I know marketing, let me do this. You know, and, and that is no, like we have to like, at some point, Penny was like, Nikki, you got to trust this guy. And it was kind of like, you know, trusting God, you know, like trusting the universe. I was like, okay. And I finally just like let it go. And I let it, like, I was like, if God wants us to be there, if like source wants to be there, if then we will be there, like not even so much like, oh, I know we're meant to be there. We're going to be there. I know it was, it's actually a surrender. It's not a positive thinking. It's a surrender like knowing that I was held, that like whatever was in my highest and greatest good was going to happen, that I don't know all the answers, that, you know, what whatever is best for me is going to happen. And guess what happened? The very, like, there was like this one day we were about to like lower the price point because we were like, okay, let's, let's ask for less money. Three people came in that one day and to, uh, all put offers. So it created like a little bit, a bit of a bidding war, war and we actually got more than like what we were asking for. You know, if I would have like gotten my hands in there and like lowered the price because I felt like I wanted to do something, we would have missed out on that opportunity. And it was also like this family that was coming in and they're actually like a family from one of the schools from our kids and uh, they were gonna enjoy the property and they loved the land. Like it was just perfect, you know? And I was like trying to make it happened. I was trying to play God. So it wasn't until like I surrendered and I was like, okay, you know what? Like if this thing doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. If if we're not supposed to go there, it's okay. Like it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. But ultimately after retrograde, it happened. So then, you know, now I'm closer to this move and I'm scared. Like I'm so scared, even though that I know it's the right thing for me. Um, and for us and for our family. And like, it's already been such a journey already anyways. And there's been so much expansion. I'm scared. And, you know, that's, that's another thing about intuition. Like we just think that, you know, that it's like supposed to feel good or that, that there isn't supposed to be any doubt or there isn't supposed to be any fear. And, and at all, like I, you know, as I'm a cancer and I have like all this cancer energy and like my dominant feeling is to protect myself. Like my, my heart is so sensitive that like I go through the world always trying to see like, how can I protect myself? Which is, you know, something that I've learned to not to do, but that is my dominant emotion for the most part. It's, it's been my dominant emotion for like my whole life. So of course, like I don't, I don't want to put myself out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go to a town where I don't know anything. You know, there's so many comforts to Miami. It's beautiful. It's, it's like luxurious. My family's here. My friends are here. Like I know everything. I don't know anything about where we're going. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be accepted. I, I'm like leaving my Cuban culture, you know, it's like all these things, but 
I still know that it's like medicine, you know, and that's really like intuitive hits, especially these bigger ones. There are some that like are medicine, you know, it's like kind of, you know, think about a kid, you're a kid and you have to, like, you have a horrible fever and your mom's about to give you that, that Motrin or whatever. And you don't want it because you remember it tasting gross, but like in a weird way, you also know that this is going to help you, you know, and that's really what this feels like for me. It's like, I know I need to go. Like, I know I'm meant to be there. And if I was looking for like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. And I'm so excited. And like, without fear, I would never do it. And look, actually like most of the things that I have today that like have taken me out of my comfort zone, I would never do them <laughs> because my dominant feeling is to kind of protect myself. I would never make courageous steps if I was waiting to feel okay. You know, if I was waiting to feel safe, if I was waiting to, you know, feel good or something, I trust. And really that is what guides me, like this trusting feeling and knowing that like, this is going, this is what my soul is asking me to do. My human body's having a hard time, <laughs> right? But my soul is like, yes, thank you. Bring me there. There's water for me to drink. That's really what it feels like to me. Now, as I get to this like finish line, you know, I'm a, I'm a week out, we're a week out of moving. The fear and the pain you know, gets like really, really strong towards the end. I remember the same feeling when I was releasing my last book, The Final Swipe, like that last, like I, I had a deadline that, you know, I self-published, but I knew when it was coming out and, you know, all this stuff. And like those weeks moving up to that, I was like in pain, you know, because I was like, the fear was almost like hurting me in a way. Like I felt pain, if that makes any sense. Not like my body, but like energetically, I just, I was like suffering almost like I was like so scared, but at the same time, like knew that it needed to come out. I was excited at the same time. So it was like these two feelings and um, that's where I am here currently, right? Like I was packing the other day. Oh, and guys, we still do not, as of today, when I'm recording, we are a week away and we do not have a rental there. I just got good news yesterday that it looks like we're going to get, you know, confirmed for one today, but this is like, we're, we're like packing up our stuff. Our kids are registered for school and we have no place to live because we, all we did was we bought land. We have a camper, <laughs> we have an RV. Um, and of course there's always Airbnb, but you know, like we're going there <laughs> with full trust. And that's how I think I mentioned Benny, like that's actually how Benny manifests. Like he feels like you just have to keep going, like as if, which I mean, could maybe like, backfire on you if it's not the right thing, but he believes like you like softly keep going, you keep making moves. Like that's the way that's his like action, you know, instead of like taking control and like micromanaging, he believes in like this trusting action of like, okay guys, let's pack our stuff up. Like we're going like registered the kids in school. Like let's put the camper on the land. Like, you know, just kind of, you know, keep moving things, you know, like, even though not everything is like set in stone. So that's the way he likes to manifest. And it really does work out for him. He does. He, it's like, it's very inspiring how he does it. So anyways, back to like that pain, you know, like that final pain that, and that's where I am right now. And actually what, so the other day I was packing and I was like, just in such a bad mood. Cause it's like very, I was just so overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by all the things that need to happen. And, you know, just getting in a bad mood of like this overwhelm and like not like just pissed off that like, we don't, I don't know where we're going, like all these things. And I realized like over the last couple of weeks, I've been going back into this place. Like I've realized that like, okay, Nikki, like you cannot listen to 
any of that outside noise right now. Like you, those noises of like, you're crazy. There's so many people around me right now that like, be, they're not saying anything to me, but because I'm sensitive, I can feel like people being like, Nikki's crazy. Like, I can't believe she's doing this. This is so nuts. Or even my own mind, right? Like even my own programming is like telling me these things or like, you're a bad mom or, you know, all the things, like all the ugly ego things are really coming super loud. And what I noticed happening to me over the last few weeks, when this was getting really loud, I got into this like extreme focus, which reminds me of delivering my children, like going into labor. So eat Oliver, who was my first child that I carried, he was such a quick delivery. It didn't like hurt so much. So it was just, you know, it was like a very easy like delivery where Ethan was very painful. It was like a very, it was like a totally different experience. And in both, like, I mean, delivering is painful, but um, in case you didn't know, <laughs> but what happened was, especially with Ethan, cause I was in labor a little bit longer. Like I learned to just like, not give a fuck. Like there were so many people talking to me. Benny was trying to crack jokes. My dad was there and like the doctors and the nurses. And, you know, even like I had to walk around the hospital for a little bit because it, like, you know, all these things, um, I like pooped my life out before, you know, giving birth. And there was just so many opportunities for me to like get caught up in like what people were saying or fears or advice. And I was like, no, you know, I just like, I don't hear anything. I don't even hear my own fucking thoughts. This is like really where I was getting. And I went into this extreme focus. It was a breath. Like I, and my doctor laughs. Cause he's like, he's like, Nick, you deliver like in meditation rooms. I feel like it's like, every time you deliver, it's like a meditation because I get so focused on that breath. And I'm just like, this is what needs to be done. Like I, I don't, I don't feel the pain. I don't hear anything. I'm just doing what needs to be done, which is I'm going to breathe and I'm going to move through this. And it's funny because that's basically what I've been doing the last few weeks. Like, it's like, I don't hear anything else. I know I'm at the finish line. I know I got to push this thing out. Like this creation that we've been working on for the last year, like it's time to push it out. And all those noises that I'm hearing, whether it's from friends or family or just my own head, I don't hear them anymore. Like I'm not allowing myself to hear them. It happens. Like, you know, like I said, when I got the packing, I let my mind get like the best of me, but it's that focus. Even just like, I can't have such long conversations almost in a way, or like I can't diddly daddle like I used to, <laughs> like I, you know, joke around or things like that. I just needed to go like into focus. So, you know, that is what's helping me push through this fear and this pain. It's like the stream, like this, like, this presence of like, this is what's showing up right now. Like, this is what needs to handle happen. There's no complaining about it. There's no judging about it. Like all that fear-based energy is just fat. And like, I don't have time for the fat right now. And, you know, we should be, it's like so funny. Like, I feel like fear and doubt is, I've always said this is, it's a freaking luxury. Like, it just means that we have more time on our hands. Like if we have time to doubt and have like, and really listen to that fear. It's, we have the luxury of time. And right now I don't. And which has been such a blessing in a way. And not that I want to live my life like this, of course, but cause it's like, you know, my back is up against the wall, but it just really re like shows you that like, you don't need all that fat of doubt and judgment and like complaining, like we just don't need it, you know? And I find that that to be the blessing of this place where it's like, I'm just pushing, you know, I have to 
I have to push this creation out. I got to pack up this stuff. I got to call the people. I got to call the schools, get the uniforms, like whatever needs to get done. Like there's just no time to complain about it. It's focus time. It's presence. It's, it's push time, you know, which is another thing too. Like when we're talking about creation, you know, like this is a perfect example of creation and it reminds us of pregnancy, right? We're always like, there was the hit in July, but there was nothing to do with it. Like I couldn't, I was it wasn't time to buy a home or, you know, it wasn't time to do any of that. It wasn't time to rent a property. If we would have rented a property, we'd have a property for a year, right? So the same, like it wasn't until now that it's time to push. So when we're creating there's stages, there's seasons, right? Like there's seasons of doing and seasons of trusting and seasons of showing up. And then there's seasons of push. So, and it's usually at the end of this manifestation, like this thing that we're about to push out similar to pregnancy. You know, you don't start pushing when you're three months pregnant, you really, but if you don't push at nine months, like you're in trouble, right? So that is really like just this experience has reminded me of that. So yeah, that's my story. Very long-winded, but I hope it helped kind of explain sometimes these spiritual concepts that we've heard of and explain it like in a real life way. I'll definitely update you once we get there. We are, I'm recording this actually the day before my birthday and we are a week away from the move. So like so many big things. I love you and I thank you for, for being here with me. I thank you for the work you're doing, you know, like listening to these things, taking them in, like letting yourself embody like this wisdom that you're taking in like is just it's amazing it's really what like is going to change the world and I know that this work is not always easy I know trusting is not easy I know fear is scary <laughs> all the things but I really just want to take a minute to acknowledge you um, and to thank you for this work and to thank you for trusting me and letting me guide you and be here with you it is like truly an honor and my life's work so I thank you and I will see you in Asheville. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.